0: hi there and welcome to another edition of the stage and silver screen podcast my name is alex and i'm julie and we would like to consider you one of us (laughs) as we talk about oliver uh this is the 1968 uh movie uh musical based on the broadway show oliver based on the
1: charles dickens novel Oliver oliver twist
0: uh so, would you like to give a go, since you are a sure. little more fan of Oliver, would you like to give a go at the storyline of Mr. Oliver, Oliver,
1: Oliver Twist? So, um, as Alex said, um, Oliver Twist is the musical version, or um, Oliver is the musical version of the Charles, classic Charles Dickens tale of the orphan boy who finds a sense of family um, on his journey. Um he starts off as an orphan, he gets shuffled around a bunch, as many orphans, even in today's society, do. And um, eventually he finds a home and love and all the other things that orphans often are seeking. Um, I love the story of Oliver. Um, Oliver was actually the first show I was ever in. Um, I was about five or six years old, and um, I was an orphan. I had a very short haircut, and this is, like, before it was cool to have girls play boys and stuff like that. Um, but I played a little orphan, and um, I had just gotten glasses when I was in it, and I will never forget the glare of the lights on my glasses because they had us in, like, this raised platform thing for our setting, for our staging, um, and that's one of my first memories, and then, um, so I was a member of, like, our repertory theater, it was mostly for children, and, um, I did some shows at it when I was younger, it was in my hometown growing up, it's, like, community theater, basically, um, but it was good, and, um, uh, I took a break, That was my first show, and, took a break, and then when I was the end of my freshman year of high school, um, I went back, and I auditioned again, and um, I got the role of Mrs. Bumble, which is not a big, big part, um, but it's a supporting role to Mr. Bumble, who's the guy that's in charge of the workhouse that Oliver, um, you know, is, is living at at the beginning of the play. Um, so I have some excellent memories tied in with this show um, I love Charles Dickens I'm an English teacher too um, and while some English teachers lose their ish over Shakespeare Charles Dickens is my man so um, there are several stories of his that I really do enjoy um, this being one of them and um, I would actually really like to be able to one day pull this off but not today, because boys, but, you know. <laughs> um, and I have, like I said, I have some really good memories associated with this show. Um, in addition to being a big fan of the story itself.
0: So, yeah. So, um, don't have too much on the stage version as I normally do. Uh, we are recording this very, very late at night. <laughs> this movie is very long. I felt it went very long. It's two hours and 33 minutes one, run time. Um, but that it does have an overture, intermission, contract, yeah. and exit music uh, worked into that. Uh, it was uh, directed by Carol Reed and... Uh, stars, uh, Ron Moody as Fagin, uh, reprising his role from the London Stage production. Uh, Shani Wallace as Nancy, Oliver Reed as Bill Sykes, Harry Sickholm as Bumble, as Mr. Bumble. I should say Mr. Yes. Uh, he's credited as Bumble. Uh, uh, Mark Lester as Oliver, and Jack Wilde as the Artful Dodger. Um... And fun fact, Mark Lester uh, was actually dubbed as Oliver. Uh, We know that this was a big thing, and it still is a big thing today. Uh, He was dubbed by Kathy Green, the daughter of Johnny Green, the music arranger on the film. Uh, So, yeah. So, uh, Oliver! uh, Yeah, so what do I think of Oliver? (laughs) So... To me, everything that takes place in and around this old European time period, like this and, you know, Les Mis and Sweeney Todd and all these that take place, all I want to do is take a bath. (laughs) All I feel is dirty. And, uh, yeah, um... There's a really good version of this story, and it's not (laughs) the book, and it's not the Broadway show. You know what it is? It's a Disney cartoon called Oliver and Company. (laughs) It takes the story of Oliver Twist, and it brings it to life with talking animals and Billy Joel music. (laughs)
1: I mean Because
0: the second act, I nodded off and I was like, okay, where are we going with this? But you know, you get some Billy Joel going, it wakes you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, but see, that's the thing though. Like, if they, if it's done well, like it gets you that feeling of like the dirty streets of London. Because, I mean, for the most part, with the exception of um, Mr. Brown, the guy that ends up being, what well, you find out, and this is actually something that. kind of feel like is missing from the stage version, um, that you learn, um, if you read the book, um, but, well, I mean, they kind of mention it a little bit here, but I feel like it's more in detail in the text, um, is that Mr. Brown, the boy that ends up, or the man that ends up kind of rescuing Oliver from the streets is really his paternal grandfather, spoiler alert, sorry, um, but, uh, like... With the exception of him, everybody in the show, for the most part, is like poverty written. So the fact that you do like feel the need to bathe after watching it, like props to the scenic design people. (laughs) I mean, you say bath, I say they did their the job has been done well. So you know, I don't know. (laughs) Mixed emotions on that one. Um, I will say, having been in the show, and I think we actually have a couple copies of the scripts in the garage because my mom was a drama teacher and she passed down some of her um, materials to me and I guess she did Oliver at some point. But um, the um, there are two songs that are in the show that are, aren't in the movie version. I don't know. I mean, I know where they go, but the show, the runtime of the film, I think, is longer than the stage version. Um, but two of the dance sequences were really long in the movie version. Um, I felt that... And they don't extend those dance sequences in the movie version. Well, of course,
0: because this is what they talked about as the elaborate lavish movie musical. Yeah. I mean, you had a uh, consider yourself, I mean... It says into the trivia that it took three weeks to film that one. And, I mean, you look how many people are yeah, in that. Yeah, I it was six. And you so. look at all the people in it, all the different things in it. You have that long stretch down the street. And, I mean, you know, we've seen that with, like, Hello, Dolly, the parade. Yeah. And, I mean, this was, you know, back then, This you know, it was... You can't do that on the stage, no. but guess what we can do? We Your, can make news, a London dance. I don't
1: know. I thought it was a little drawn out. In my opinion, for especially for like what the you know the song was trying to accomplish, but you know but yeah. whatever. That that's just me. But there are two songs, and they're great songs, and they give a little more importance to some of the characters in the show too. Um, and that's. Um, it's I, I Shall Scream, which is a song between Mr. Bumble and... Um, actually, it's not Mrs. Bumble. Well, it is. But it's um, Mrs. Bumble and the Widow Corney That that's what, that was actually her name. Her name was Widow Corney And I think she ends up marrying Mr. Bumble at some point in the show. Um, and I think that's something that might be shown in the stage version, but not I, in the movie.
0: I just um, love you. you have all these names and... Oliver and Fagan and Sykes and then you have Mr. Bumble
1: <laughs> um but uh I shall scream and when I did it they actually cut the song because um they it was like it I was because I did like a repertoire theater company and a lot of the people that were in the shows were like regulars to the theater and I was kind of I had been done show there before but I was kind of a newcomer because it's been oh I mean I was young I was like in elementary school um when I did shows previously and um I came back and they basically didn't want it to be awkward and me have to be like like sit on his lap and stuff and the irony of it is the guy that played Mr. Bumble is to this day still one of my best friends um so there's that but um the the other one is called That's Your Funeral, because in the show, Oliver um, is sold, basically, into slavery, more or less. Um, a little politically incorrect for today's day and age, but, you know, it's all good. Um, good reflection. Oh, well, time like there. I said, there's a
0: lot politically wrong with this. Like I said, uh, Fagin living in this little... A uh, house voice. with a bunch yeah. of boys would definitely be labeled as a the sexual flag, predator yeah. just, like, automatically. You would just automatically be like, oh, something's wrong yeah. there. Yeah, but
1: when Dickens wrote it, he, like, thought nothing of it. You know, no big deal. Different whatever. time, different, different place. time, that's right. And, History you know, has changed. And also Charles Dickens, so... Um, but uh, it's called That's Your Funeral, and that may be my favorite song of the entire show. Um, but that's... Um, you know, I, I love this show. I would like one day to do it. Um, not today, but that's okay.
0: Have you read the book?
1: I have, but it's been a while. And
0: and how does the, the musical follow the book?
1: Um, I mean, of course there's more more detail in the movie version. I mean, in the well, of book. Course. Um, but pretty accurate. I mean, like when they go rob Mr. Brown there's like a little bit more to it and like somebody else gets free in his memory. So I mean, it's been a long time since I've read the book, but But it um, follows the gist. I mean, but yeah, the story for the most part, and there's some characters that are left out, but they're not like significant characters. So
0: well, well, this is my first real experience with Oliver and Oliver twist outside of, but I, I, I do have to say there are a few things that would make this and probably, I feel like any version of Oliver better. And let me tell you that would be Joey Lawrence, Cheats Marin, <laughs> Dom DeLuise, <laughs> Bette Midler, Frank Welker. Again, a Ren Cup.
1: Basically. I mean <laughs> And you know, cats. So
0: But but this is where, where like Disney did very well with their animation and because they took stories that were kind of like not everyone was interested in and they made it interesting. They took uh, the base and they made yeah. it interesting. I mean, when you look at like, you know, Oliver and Company and Treasure Planet and these, that you're like, Nye. but they they made it interesting. Like, yeah. Um. The other thing, if you
1: were me, because I heard...
0: when I was watching this and I was like, oh, that kid's Dodger. Oh, that's the Billy Joel guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he's Oliver. He's the cat.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, the know who Tito was, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> Or Georgette, I think, for that. No, no, Georgette's Nancy, I think. Um, except Georgette doesn't get offed at the end. Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, but uh, the other thing that um, that we kind of observed when we were watching this tonight, and I've seen this movie a million times, and I've been in the show twice, um, is that there were kind of almost homages, well, other way around, is that newsies, there were some hints of newsies, um taking yeah. from Oliver. Yeah,
0: I feel like uh, I feel like there was a lot of uh you know, it, it, it might just be coincidence, but um watching it, I feel that there was a lot they I feel like whoever wrote newsies had some inspiration, uh coming from this into Jack Kelly in the world. All because right. Jack Kelly being an orphan, Oliver Twist being an orphan, and then you have the I don't I don't remember her name at all and we just watched it but the the girl in the red dress Nancy. and you have Meta in Newsies yeah there there's there's a lot of parallels there yeah with, with I I I I thought that was interesting to yeah. watch and
1: and you know we're big Newsies fans too so
0: um
1: and not just because of Jeremy <laughs> Jordan thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah
1: so
0: a bonus on that one. <laughs> um so uh Oliver uh so like I said you know not touching too much on the musical cuz I haven't seen it and uh don't have any facts about it so just looking at the movie pure as a whole so this this version of Oliver from 1968 uh what do you think? Do you think this is something if someone hasn't seen it, so they should go out and see I and mean, explore?
1: Again, I, I, like I have a per, like I have personal reasons why I enjoy it. Like I said, it was my first taste of the theater. It was my like my first experience on stage. Um, it it a lot of firsts with me tied into this show. Um, I. I liked I liked the music. I know you didn't particularly care for it. There's a actually, there's a
0: couple of catchy things. I mean, consider yourself as catchy. And
1: Fagan is I I don't I think I he's like. I, I liked
0: Fagan's first song. Oh yeah. I definitely liked Act One a lot more than Act Two. I definitely yeah. felt there was a lot more energy in Act One.
1: Well, it turned very dark. Yeah. In the, at the second act, so you know, such is life. Um. But, uh, and I don't know, like I said, I thought Who Will Buy was a little drawn out. I thought Who, I I was also Who Buy Soloist when I was in high school.
0: And that Um, took like six weeks to film that. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was like. I
1: think I was the milk person. I don't even remember. It's been so long, honestly. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I thought that was a little drawn out. Like, even Consider Yourself, which I love, in fact, for the showcase this year. I did, I had a group of boys that did Consider Yourself, and they were absolutely adorable. But they, um, um, but the one that we did was not nearly as drawn out as the one in the movie that we saw tonight. So, I mean, like I said, I love this story. It's a great one for like younger people. It's the first show I was in. Did I understand 100% of it? Um, I hope not. (laughs) Because it does get very dark and twisty at the end there. But, And it was my reintroduction to theater and, you know, probably one of the reasons that I am a theater director now, so.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I get the story and I mean, it's, it's a classic story and it's a story that's been adapted into many different forms of Oliver and retellings. And there's been many different ones that use, you know, being in the movie fandom and there's a lot of that use Oliver twist as a basis yeah, for the stories or, you know, cause a lot of things go back to Dickens, but I, Dickens equals. Crazy I, like I fear. said, sorry, not sorry. Like I, said, I, I just like, I don't know just about the cute little animal singing. Like I just connected with Oliver and company more. It, um, you know, this filled out the storyline more for me and all, but, um, yeah, to to me, it, it, I, it's not one that I would seek out to watch again. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be get hatred and like a death stare probably from you on this, but I feel like this is one of those that's ripe for a remake. Well, I mean, maybe I, especially like with the
1: boys. There, there's
0: smoking. there's one yeah. listed as in development, but there's no details about no it. details about it because i mean we've seen lots of remakes of oliver twist yeah there's been lots of remakes but nothing of the musical was the most
1: recent one the roman Polanski
0: one from like the early 2000s is the most re- recent one of oliver twist yeah. yeah hold on um but there's not like the actual musical you know yeah um yeah roman Polanski, mm-hmm. 2005 like that. um
1: and That
0: one, that that one's not new. Um, but I feel like this is one of those that I think could be redone and yeah. could be uh, heightened up a little bit and just tweaking the arrangement a little bit. And I think this is one that's ripe for a remake.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it could easily be remade. Um, I mean, we're seeing remakes. Modernized. of We're seeing
0: remakes of of older things and all and. I feel like it, this is one that could benefit,
1: and it could be modernized too. Because, um, like, like the music—I mean, you know, the like—I mean, like, even if it had like a modern twist to it, like, I think the music for the most part would still work. I mean, Nancy is basically—we had music. one
0: with a modern twist, and it was called Oliver and Company, and took place <laughs> in New York City.
1: Hey, babe, have have <laughs> news for you. Um, you say modern? It was still like 30 years ago. I man. know. Okay. Just just wanted to it's more modern than this point that out to you. But like Nancy but, is, is, you know, 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 abused by her spouse and like that would probably resonate with a lot of audiences and, you know, so, I mean, kids and kids have it. I mean, kids really do have it tough. Well, sometimes.
0: because when you look at like other ones like Annie, uh-huh. we've had multiple versions of the Annie musical. Yeah. We've had modernization of the Annie musical, which I'm the only one that's actually a fan of the Jamie Foxx yeah. one, um, and the Corvans Qu- and A. Wallace. Uh, but anyways, I don't love every part of it, but I, I do think it was very ambitious what they did. Yeah, um, yeah okay, that's... Uh, but uh, this is one that hasn't really been made, this, yeah. this musical. And I-, I think it's one that could be broad and, and heightened up a little bit.
1: I would just give for 5,000 boys to audition for one of my shows, but, you know, life goals, I guess.
0: But, yeah, so, but, yeah, I I will, I I this is one I would like to see. I think there's a couple. I mean, especially because, I mean, we got, look at the musical pipeline. Now we got New Line doing Guys and Dolls. We got Spielberg doing West Side Story. We got um, the Who's Who in the Cats version coming out. And, I mean, we got musicals coming out left and white, right, you know? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. This, I think, would do well as one of the live shows. Yeah. I think this could do well as one of those live shows on NBC or Fox. Mm -hmm. I think this could be one that could work.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you, you need Fagin, space. you know, you can transition. I think this is one that could use that. And yeah. I think that'd be different because it's a lot of kids. Kids, yeah. And I mean, I think that would be different. I yeah. think that would work interestingly for that.
1: I will tell you though, when I did Consider Yourself, my kid, my boys loved that song. So a lot of it just depends on the group that you're working with, I guess. So I don't know.
0: So, yeah, I think that would be an interesting take on that. But anyways, um, yeah, so if you have seen Oliver with the exclamation point, <laughs> evidently the exclamation point makes a big difference. It really does. <laughs> um, let us know in the comment section. And uh, if you have anything that you would like us to watch or talk about, leave us those suggestions as well. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, At S-A-S-S underscore C-A-S-T. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, We are, if you have been following our podcast, um, thank you for rejoining us again and again. Uh, We are just under a week away from Julie's premiere Mm -hmm. of her high school musical production in Davenport, Florida.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We enter what they call the theater people in the theater world refer to as Hell Week. Um starting Monday, so I'm a little on the anxious side. But we did a preview for my school. Um I sold wristbands for them to get in. They paid a dollar to for the wristband. Um the kids got out of class. That's always a big, you know, selling point with teenagers. Um and uh we made over four hundred dollars, which quite frankly is more than I thought we would make. Um, and also it was, my school is, is kind of weird. We're a K through, we're a six through 12 school. Um, we, so we did a middle school one and then we did a high school one just to divide up the crowds. And I'm glad we did. Otherwise I would not have enough room for those kids in the cafeteria. Um, but senior skip day was Friday. So, um, But I only had one senior in a principal role. My my Troy is um, a senior, and he and I have an understanding, and he was there. So, as long as I had him, I was fine. Um, But they did really good. Um, You know, kids are jerks. I I mean, I love my kids, I love my school, Um, you know, I love my population there. But inherently, when you get down to it, teenagers can be real jerks. Um, So, they pretty much, a lot of them just paid a dollar to get out of class. Um, not to actually see the performance. They have no theater etiquette. So um, I told my kids, I was like, listen, your two toughest audiences are going to be today. And um, they got through it and they were great. And I'm super proud of them. And we have a couple things to work out this week. And that is what we shall do. And um, by the time we open on Thursday, fingers crossed, they will be amazing. So,
0: so and, and uh, Julie here is uh, not immune to... Uh, the critique. Uh, so hopefully, uh, probably we <laughs> re- re- probably Saturday night, maybe. But what are we looking at? Like the six, we'll hopefully talk about her show. Yeah. And uh, I will give it my critique. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we will talk. I we will talk about her show and how that went and the experience of putting on a high school uh, production. Uh, I want to give a. Plug to our friends at Moonlight Warehouse Theater here in Claremont, Florida, Uh, for our Central Florida listeners. uh, Just an update, they do have First Date, uh, which will be starting on April 26th, running through May 12th, on Friday and Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 2.30 p.m. You can find out information and tickets at MoonlightPlayers.com.
1: And they're having auditions soon. Yes. Yeah.
0: If you are an actor or looking to do anything in a show, uh, they are a community theater. They are a total non-profit theater. Uh, you will not get paid for it. Uh, but if you do this, you are doing it for the love of theater and for the love of entertaining others. Uh, they do have auditions for The Merry Wives of Windsor, uh, a Shakespearean comedy, which uh, is taking place on March 31st and April 1st. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We got anything else?
1: No, I think that's
0: it. All right. So once again, thank you for joining in to us. And uh, we will see you next time. And keep Keep it sassy. sassy.